0: Today, we are tremendously honoured to meet Dale June. He served at the Secret Service under four presidents. He has a Master's in Criminal Justice and is currently an educator teaching at the college and university level.
1: I see people on on Facebook criticising and one thing or another, but unless they are actually in that situation or have experienced that situation, how can they legitimately criticise somebody? you do not know what is going to happen or how you're going to react until it actually happens. Welcome to the Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters,
2: the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game.
0: Becoming an educator is often the dream of many EP colleagues in their later years, their experienced years, or you know, sometimes even at the beginning of their career, they have something to share with the world. But what sort of skills are involved? What sort of experience translates well into books, into podcasts, into lectures? I, I, I think everybody at some stage wants to give back to the community. And today. We are tremendously honoured to meet Dale June, one of the uh, older generation of EP professionals. I'm here with Sean West, and together we're going to look into this because Dale has an illustrious career, hasn't he? We're we're, really looking forward to this.
3: Yeah, Dale, as you said, is an older guy. He absolutely oozes experience. He's formerly of the U.S. Secret Service. He served there from 1968 to 1980, and he served on the protective detail of four presidents there's not many people who could say that. As well as serving on them details, he's served with other law enforcement agencies and he has a huge experience in the private sector. So it certainly makes him an authority on the matter. I can't wait to hear from him. Lessons he's learned from back in the day that we passed down and that I'm sure are still relevant to the protectors of today.
0: Really relevant as as, as you say, and uh, as, as luck would have it, um, he's coming out with a fourth uh, edition uh, to the introduction to executive protection, um, which our, our dear friend Elijah is also contributing uh, to, um, you know, three editions already. Um, so, so you know, w- why do a fourth? I, I think we're going to learn that sixty-five percent is new material. Um, this is this is awesome. Uh, obviously, Dale is extremely experienced, but he's an extremely experienced educator. Why is this then important? Because, uh, you know, if I was an EP professional, I'd say, well, uh, this is something I'm going to do later in life. But why should I think about it now, becoming an educator?
3: I think when you get older in the close protection industry, not everyone can be a bodyguard when they're 50, 60 years old because not everyone, you know, carries that, that frame, that build. You may age. People age differently. Some people can look after themselves physically or blessed with their genes. Some people, not so. So I think if you have a good experience in the cross protection sector and you're an older guy, why not pass on the lessons you've learned down to the up-and-coming people in the industry of today?
0: Absolutely. And 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 that is a legacy. And, well, we're going to be hearing from Dale June and uh, Elijah Shaw, in fact, uh, both, you know, obviously contributing to this fourth edition of uh, Executive Protection, uh, the uh, the book. And, and I hope we're going to draw a lot of that out because a lot of people, think you know i'm going to be fit and healthy forever but uh, at the end of the day you're going to reach a stage where you want to give back and that giving back could be in the written form maybe audio maybe lectures maybe coaching and and i think it's something for everybody to aim for let's hear it for dale june and the topic of becoming an educator And now, let's meet one of the contributors to the Circuit Magazine. Transitioning to become an educator for executive protection is something that a lot of people dream of doing. You you, you accumulate a lifetime of experience, and you want to give back. You want to you want to teach. You, You want to write books. So. We are very, very pleased, honored to be welcoming Dale L. June. Uh, Dale is a former military law enforcement and member of United Secrets Service. He served at the Secret Service under four presidents. He has a master's in criminal justice and is currently an educator teaching at the college and university level. Uh, Dale has written over 15 books, including the just released fourth edition to Introduction to Executive Protection. I'm here with Elijah Shaw, and together we're exploring this education and EP synergy. Um, Dale, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's, it's really an honor to have you. And uh, what we like to do with the Circuit Magazine podcast, we do it thematically. And we want to explore uh, uh, in this podcast how that uh, someone who has been operational can become an educator because it's, it, it' it's uh, all in good as saying, well people can go on a course, so that's you know being educated, but you have made that great uh, transition to teaching, and you've written as, as we said, over fifteen books. So we have three quick fire questions, and I hope uh, I hope uh, this this works in this format as well. So what do you think is wrong with the industry at the moment? Why are more people not becoming educators of, of of what they've committed their life to learning about?
1: Oh, that's 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 really a tough question as to why they're not. You know, it's, it has to do with motivation and uh, what what you really enjoy. And uh, uh, I, I I found that uh, when I started teaching, uh, I found that I liked it uh, just because of well actually several things. It wasn't for the money. Believe me, uh, I never do anything <laughs> just for the money. Uh, but uh, I enjoyed it because well, it gave me an audience to tell all of my very famous, you know, jokes that nobody laughs at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I have a captured audience. And uh, uh, the, the, the biggest thing, though, is that uh, I, I, I have an advantage. This is as I was explaining uh, to someone the other day that, uh, say, for example, I have 10 students and I have them write a research paper. I read every word and everyone. So therefore, I have an advantage of learning from them. I learned, uh, uh, they write one paper, I read 10. And so therefore, uh, what they, the research they have done, their opinions, and this is one thing I, I, I require that they write with their opinions. Most teachers don't. And and I, I ask for their opinions and their free thoughts because that's the only gonna make progress. Just by doing the same old things, you know, the same old way, we're never going to make progress. People do have new ideas, and and they should be able to express them, and 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 that's what I like. And of course, also, uh, it, it gives me the advantage of paying back. Uh, I had a very very excellent uh, mentor when I was going to college, and quite often I actually hear his words coming from my mouth, and and, and so I, I I hope that. Uh, I can pass uh, that along to new generations coming
0: up and so and so, why do you think that you've been so successful as an educator? you know and you, what where does this passion come from? because um a lot of people have a long illustrious career and then they finish, or then they go into the private sector. Why you and why education? Well, uh,
1: again, it was something that well first off, I think and I tell people, we are what we are. We do what we, what we are. Okay, even, even, even when little kids ask me, you know, uh, uh, say, I want to be this, I want to be this. And I say, do what you are. You are going to find out what you are. It will come naturally to you. You don't have to spend, uh, you know, hours or days and days and months and years becoming something. Uh, no amount of training would ever make me a plumber, an electrician a mechanic, all of these things, because I don't have a natural ability for it. You have to find what you have a natural ability for. First off, I went into police work. I knew I was going to be a police officer when I was just a little kid, I knew that. And and, and that was what I, I aimed for, because I could feel it. When I went when I went to school, uh, college, some of my law books have never even been opened to this day because it came to me naturally. So when I started teaching, it was exactly the same way. I felt comfortable in front of an audience.
0: And, and so what then, because that the feeling comfortable in front of an audience, not everyone is, right? Not everyone is. And especially the quiet professionals, sure. they, they're, they're, they're sort of indoctrinated with being the quiet professional. So what would you tell the uninitiated in uh, educating? Because, many people will have seen courses out there that they thought at least they felt were not good. Um, we've all seen them. And Ogo, we, we, we wonder how it could be better. So, so, so how can today's EP professional move into becoming an educator effectively?
1: Well, again, each person has to find their own style and they have to find what they're comfortable doing. And, uh, It took me a little while uh, because I never went to a teacher's training or anything else like that. I actually learned on my own, but I had to find the the right niche for it. And what I finally came up with, I actually have taught in a lot of areas I had no experience in. Okay. But but what I have done in those cases is that uh, I use the textbook, but I, I read it. And go through it myself, and I highlight certain material. And then, as I as I highlight when I'm when I'm teaching, especially online, when I'm teaching, of course, the students can see my book also, and so they can see what's highlighted. I will read uh, one or two sentences, and then I will explain it the way that it the way that I interpret it, based on all of the things that I have learned and my experience
2: and everything else. And it seems to. So. And, and, and there, I think that's one of the keys there, which is the experience you bring to a subject, your, your life experiences also tie in to whatever the subject matter is. So things are subject to interpretation. Um, you know, you can see uh, a topic presented, the same topic, by two different speakers. And take something different out of it. Mm-hmm. So, so one might be a arous- arousing success, and the other might be a dud. But a lot of that comes from what they bring in terms of the presentation, in terms of their uh, uh, their grasp of the subject matter, and their passion for the subject. It's, it's exactly. Um, of course, I also emphasize
1: that just because it's written in a book, or just because it's uh, said by a voice of authority. Is it right? Is it true? And so I, I, I actually uh, give the students an opportunity to not only listen to me and read what's in the book, but to think for themselves and and uh, interpret it for themselves. So even after I finish interpret it, I ask them, "What did you learn in today's class?"
2: And the emphasis, sure. I, I, yeah, uh, go ahead. I was I was going to say, in fact, I, you know. I go back to the first book of yours that I read, which was Introduction to Executive Protection, the first edition, and you had a whole chapter, I believe that was in the first edition, on critical things. Exactly. I know. I know it. May, I know it made its way to, to later editions, but I I remember because you would think if someone's doing an executive protection book, then the entire book is going to be filled with all of the sizzle stuff, you know, the the you know uh, the motorcades and the covered evacuation drills and you know. Uh, Uh, the nuts and bolts of that but but devoting such a big piece of real estate to critical thinking i thought was okay maybe this is important to the field as well because this will you know this will keep you in uh in the craft this will keep you in the industry exactly And and that was my thinking
1: uh it started way back actually i think when i was just before i started writing the book I actually was just sitting at the computer one day and just uh, just playing around, and the thought came to me. What is critical thinking? And so I just started, and that's why I, I came up with all of those questions. I think I have something like 51 questions about critical thinking, and as you think those things through. And uh, uh, so I just basically invented that at the time. I mean, yeah, there are textbooks and one thing and another on it, but but then they go into philosophy and whatever else. But this is the nitty gritty, the way that I see it. And uh, I I believe that the greatest tool or the greatest weapon, however you wanna use it, is the brain. So why not use it? And why not use all of your tools of thinking? In fact, that's another aspect I have, is the tools of thinking. Uh, I came up with about 21 different things of using your tools of thinking. Why do we think? What do we think? How do we communicate? Why do we communicate? And uh, you can't have any relationship at all, no kind of relationship, without communication. And uh, you know, so when you when you start looking at the tools of thinking, plus the critical thinking aspect, hopefully, it will put you into a whole new mindset. So, so this is this is my thinking along these lines. And of course, I also like to bring to uh um, executive protection the fact that it has to evolve. We can't keep doing the same things, and it has evolved over the years. But how do you get that out? And and you know, as as people get new ideas, uh, you know, I I, I see people on on Facebook criticizing and one thing or another, but unless they are actually in that situation or have experienced that situation how can they legitimately criticize somebody? You do not know what is going to happen or how you're going to react until it actually happens. And, and, and so uh, in that uh, scenario, basically, I play what I call what if, a what if game. And this is really, really fun. It's usually two people, but one person can play it. In fact, when I was a police officer, this is what my partner and I used to do in the downtime. We would create a scenario and then we would ask the startup, what if, then we would connect, connect a, or make a scenario and the person, other person had three minutes to solve it. And then you would discuss it. And then uh, when those events happened, which they would happen if you made a legitimate scenario, you don't have to stop and think about it. Your mind has already solved it. So you're actually solving problems in advance. This is the advantage of education. And and Dale, that's
0: very hands-on, that's very beneficial. That is exactly what belongs in uh, an introduction to executive protection as a a, a handbook, isn't it, right? But given that here in the UK, we have our SIA qualifications, which is sort of a baseline. Of course, people say it's absolutely not enough, whatever. In the States, there's lots of varying and competing uh, ideas and competing authorities and competing associations and schools. How do you cut through the noise to come out with a fourth edition? Um, have you made a consensus or, or is is one of the things you're trying to do to create a consensus on, on what effective EP uh, looks like?
1: Well, actually, um, one of the criteria is, as I said, and I've got a, 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 a whole chapter on um, strength through education. And, and, and I actually uh, uh, came up with several uh, uh, subjects uh, for for, uh, uh, for learning, such as psychology, sociology, history, uh, a second language, uh, uh, and, and, and you know, the, the actually it's a whole criteria that I made. And the more that a uh, executive protection operator learns in these areas, he can then Uh, conduct business in several areas. He can have a conversation with with the highest ranking CEO, or he can also then have a discussion with the janitor if it comes to that. And we train for uh, the eventual things that will happen. But we learn, this is part of the critical thinking, it's also part of the what if game, is that uh, we educate for the uh, improbable happening so that we can uh, adjust to it right as as it's happening so it's 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 preparing for the unprepared or something that you haven't seen before uh okay. whoever would have imagined airplanes being used as bombs for example uh, whoever would have thought of that but we have to we have to think of all the possibilities and we just can't write them off and say well this hasn't happened before and it's never going to happen again but what if and then you have a scenario for it, or you you can have reference to it, you can you can see precedent, uh, then it will help you uh, in in uh, preparing for such
2: an uh, incident and Dale I think you make a great point because it's something I kind of go back to when I talk to people is too often these days, I believe some people think we have to recreate the will mm-hmm. that you know we're we're inventing close protection in 2021 when there is a long line that goes back uh, in terms of best practices and the things that worked and the things that didn't work, case studies, Mm -hmm. all of these things. And that's why it's important to make sure that we digest and consume this information in such a way that we can then pull on those experiences. So so when you say, who would have have imagined this now that it has happened, we we got to make sure. At the risk of sounding cliche, we have to make sure that we don't forget. So we have to look at the causes of this, the after action report on this, uh, and then again develop some uh, processes and procedures so that a thing like that doesn't happen again. And uh, you, know, you know, you know, one of my peeves is the fact that um, protectors, particularly those starting out in the industry, think that. Hey, um, you know, I watched a YouTube video or I, you know, I saw a few Facebook posts, and now I can do this without having any of the foundation, the history, and like, again, the education to kind of back that up. Exactly. And, and and also going beyond that, how do you
1: recognize a sociopath? You may have a, a, a protectee who's a sociopath. Uh, actually, criminal uh, so, uh, sociopathology is only uh, a very small number. Uh, we Most of your CEOs and uh, uh, celebrities or whatever, they are a so- psychopath uh, and, you know, with a type A personality and believing that they are the best in the world at whatever they are. All right. So uh, that, but you also have recognizing a uh, sociopath. There is a difference there. And understanding those, because a sociopath is a de- very dangerous person. Okay, especially if a, a a paranoid uh, uh, sociopath, for example, or mm-hmm. or very simple a uh, uh, a depressed person. Uh, most people wouldn't think a depressed person is is dangerous. I do, because the 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 line between uh, being uh, depressed. You know, wild and you know, weepy or whatever it may be, to uh, uh, very aggressive, and it happens so quickly. Especially if they're bipolar, going from the depressed state to the manic state, and the manic state uh, is uh, they come out of that. They are anger, so they could go go from that one state to another in just the words that you're saying. So you have to be very cautious when you're dealing with that. So, so, so,
0: so, Dale, that actually ties in nicely to the, the book because in the book you talk about demons and dragons. I mean, yes. is, is that connected? What are what are those?
1: Well, actually, uh, the, the the demons are what I call uh, anxiety dreams. Okay, and they're like well, I, I say in the book, it's like standing right in the middle of a tornado because there is everything going wrong you end up you know you're actually fighting uh, in your bed you're asleep but you're fighting you're twisting you're turning and all of these and it's it's the things that could go wrong and the things that perhaps have gone wrong and uh, uh i was uh, interviewing a person the other day and uh, uh we were talking about fears but this is where fear comes in into your dreams uh, and this is the uh, again the anxiety, but these are the demons, the things that have haunted you from the mistakes that you have made. Those are the demons. Uh, no, those those are the dragons, I'm sorry. The demons are the ones that uh, uh, cause you to wake up in sweat or uh, things that you know are, are very, very dangerous. And when I was interviewing this person the other day, I was asking him and it, it, it's amazing. he's had no experience in this field at all. No experience at all. But we were talking about executive protection, and I asked him, What are you afraid of? He said, I am afraid that I would fail. And that is your demon. Afraid that you didn't do all that you could have done to protect the protecting the, the 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 fear of failure.
0: So how can we educate people? to counteract those impulses and, or, or how, you know, let's say someone is coming to their end, the end of their career and they want to become an educator. What, what are they going to have to do to help people with that challenge?
1: Well, one of those things is to basically relax, okay, uh, and actually work on your stress. You know, they talk about uh, exercise, et cetera, and things like this, uh, and, and meditation is good. All of these things help, but what you have to do is look at them and say, why am I afraid of this? Why? What have I done that would make me feel that I was a failure in this? What mistakes have I done in the past? Can I correct them for the future? And uh, as I say, I believe relaxation. Sometimes uh, people think that I am so relaxed that they actually come and check my
2: pulse. (laughs) Well, Dale, so if if you have, you know, you, you you've you've had your career trajectory, you've got you you've you've got somebody, you know, a protector who's been in the business for 15 years, 20 years, and now they're transitioning out. And I, I've talked to individuals. There is a fear there that they don't know what else they can do. They've got a certain skill set. They've got a talent. Uh, And they've been afforded opportunities that, you know, maybe quote unquote, normal people don't have, you know, you you got to ride in the the private jet, you've got to visit some exotic islands, or you, you've got to, you know, be in the first row of the inauguration, but now you're, you're coming out of that career path. And then the thought is, what do I do next? So how, how do you transition? You know, what, what stops you from you know, having those regrets or, even or again, having that fear of what's, what's around the next corner, because the unknown is difficult for the type A personalities that are in the protection field because we're so used to being in control. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, actually, uh, I, I can really relate to that because when I really hung up my, my commission book and, and, and my, my sidearm, I would actually wake up in the middle of the night and feel that my right arm was missing. It it, it would actually have Mm -hmm. actually had to look at it because all of these years I kept you know doing that thing of checking to make sure that the gun was still there you know and all of this and checking the book Mm -hmm. and things like that and so it really felt like it and I would do this but then when I knew that it was for real uh, and this is what I recommend to people is to take a self assessment and ask ask yourself what are my strengths and write them down and what are my weaknesses. And what do I know? And what can I do? And what do I feel like I enjoy? And, you know, if you have a hobby, that can be, become your new occupation. You know, but but you have to, and in fact, I think in the back of the book, I have a uh, uh, an inventory sheet to ask if you're going to go into executive protection. Put together a similar one of what you're going to do after and what you enjoy doing, you know? Uh, sure. Your, your, your ex exactly, and, and and it does happen. I mean, a lot of people get out of the business; they they retire from law enforcement, and within six months they commit suicide. You know, they kill themselves mm-hmm. because they they can't mm-hmm. find anything that that they enjoy. But uh, you know, you 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 have to find that one niche and what you what you do the best. Um, I was not a writer; I actually taught myself. Uh, to do it. I didn't know I could write until I was working on my master's degree. And I wrote a very extensive paper uh, called um, Motiveless Murder. And uh, it, was, it was actually a, uh, uh, about uh, the psychological approach to uh, uh, serial killers. But I wrote it before there was a term serial killers. But 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 I did but I did the research and uh, basically, if 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 I I had an opportunity to have it printed in the um, uh, New York Times, but I was, you know, reluctant. I was still working at the White House, and I and I uh, said, no, don't do it. If I had, if I would have become a, an authority
2: in serial killings because nothing had been done in that area before. Hmm. Well, Dale, I've I'm, I'm, I've known you for I've known you for years, and this is a little tidbit here. So this is a. A circuit podcast first. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, well, you know, thank you much for your time. Uh, I, uh, I want to make sure that we mention the fact that you do have a new book out. Uh, that book is Introduction to Executive Protection. It's the fourth edition of the book, uh, brand new, but it has, I think it's what what did we say, 60, 70% new material. Yes,
1: yes, uh what uh, what what
2: what I did was
1: uh, I actually uh when I started, and I wrote about this in the book, uh, I started out just doing it like everybody else does, is just renumbering the pages, et cetera, et cetera. But then I realized uh that uh, and I had a lot of encouragement to do this, I actually gutted the third edition and threw out so much of it that uh, I did come in with uh, about 70% new material uh, and and made it a whole new book, basically. Uh, And uh, I only retained the parts that were the most important uh, in that, like like the chapter uh, of the uh, executive protection from the protectee's point of view, uh, that uh, uh, I've never seen anywhere else, okay? This lady that, uh, that wrote that chapter Uh, she didn't even know uh, how to find uh, a protector until she did all the research and everything else and so she put that hope that is what i retained in the book Uh, things like that but 70 to uh, or 65 to 70 percent is new material nice
2: well it's introduction to executive protection the fourth edition by dale l june with a couple small contributions by me just just some small ones uh is in stores now you can get it on amazon available in ebook and there's even some talk that we're having about an audiobook down the road so thank you very much dale we appreciate your time thanks very
0: much dale and uh yeah it's 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 awesome to have you on i, I think we've learned lots of new things about you but also new things to uh to, to motivate the industry
1: well well thank you so much you know uh I, again you know uh the whole world's a stage and i'm just an actor in it.
0: Good stuff, brother. Thank you very much,
1: Dale. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe.
0: Dale June and the fourth edition of An Introduction to Executive Protection. What a combination, a real practitioner. It's been a a, a fantastic journey to hear the emergence of this new edition, 65% new material. What have you taken away from today, Sean?
3: I think it's fantastic hearing from Elijah and Dale, two masters of their craft. And it's interesting to hear Dale. He hasn't ventured outside for two years and due to COVID and other things, but out of that, what a positive thing to come out of it. A fourth edition of his book, which is, I'm sure is a labor of love. And he's also had Elijah on there helping bring it back up to date. So yeah, no, great, great to hear from them both. It's always good to hear from people who can talk from experience. You know, you have a lot of people who get into educating and read a book. then go and teach where when you're listening to these guys, they are talking from, they've been there, they've done that and they can talk from real world experience.
0: You're, you're you're absolutely right, and you know we we shouldn't we shouldn't really say oh this educator is better than that educator, but I, but I'm sure we could all agree someone that's actually got some experience is much better than someone who has synthesized someone else's books, um, which uh, occasionally happens. Um, and and Dale and Elijah they both have the experience. Um, what do you think about the topic of becoming an educator. You know, we've had a look recently with uh, Samantha Newbury at going into education and doing some academia. But do you think that every EP professional has this idea in mind, at a certain stage in my career, I'm going to teach?
3: I don't know. I mean, it's like any other career, any other profession. You have sporting professionals who may be a fantastic player. Some of them go on to coach, some of them go on to... You know, call the games, call the, the score. Everyone has a different idea of what they're going to do. And I think those who've got a lot of experience may want to go into teaching and passing the lessons they've learned on to others, which I think is great. Some people may go on to management levels, jobs, consultancy. And some people may just look for a complete break from the industry and do something new. But becoming an educator, I think, is a very interesting path. And it gives you a good purpose to get up in the morning passing on little nuggets of wisdom and stories and it keeps you in the game with like-minded professionals. So yeah, something that's of interest to many, I'm sure.
0: Indeed. And and talking about getting in the game with like-minded professionals, um, again, you know, Hey, we've said it before. Thank you for being very engaged on the BBA Connect app and the Protector app. Um, A few topics have been circulating, especially around the drawdown. Um, that's quite fresh. And remember, as we said last time, we do have colleagues actually there or recently there. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's, it's very good to share, comment, and, uh, you know, contribute in that way. Um, what I think would be interesting is to, you know, especially from a topic perspective, is how the industry will progress and find more work. And the question of whether the drawdown means more work or whether it means absolutely less work and as we say from last week, if people will venture into academia and then tying it to this week, whether people are going to become educators because now is their downtime now is that sweet spot so I, I know it's a lot of conjecture and you know futurology, but but I thought that's something that we we might as a community focus on in 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 the coming weeks so I think this is a fantastic look. Obviously, Dale June is a legend. And uh, thank you very much to Dale and Elijah for uh, you know exposing this topic and, and bringing us bang up to date. We're very much looking forward to the fourth edition of the book. We are, as always, looking for more contributors to The Circuit magazine. Your story could be unique. It could be one of many. Don't think that you need to hide it, hide it under a rock. We want to know, we want to hear from you, and we want to bring everything to life. That said, if you think it would make an even better podcast article, then please do let us know, because as we are always saying, we're trying to bring the pages of the magazine to life. So from Sean and myself, thank you for joining another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.